Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 121. This is a weekly show covering the games made in Canada and the people who create them. CanadianGameDevs.com is supported by our amazing patrons over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. My name's Steven, spelled with a PH and an A, one of the main people behind CanadianGameDevs. Joining me this week is, of course, the other Steven, but spelled with a PH and an E. Stephen yeah. Crane, thank you so much for being here. No problem. I had a weird sneeze thing that I I couldn't find the mute on my mic in time, so I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> it's 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 it'll be cemented in the show for for centuries. Uh, also also joining us this week, fresh off a trip to Montreal for the International Game Summit, is Canadian Game Devs super friends and game developers Dell and Sebastian. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Hello. Uh, we're gonna start with events as we do. Um, there's two I want to highlight, and then I'll throw it to you guys. First up, Toronto, oh, oh that's hard to say, is happening this Wednesday, November 27th, uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern at the Get Well Bar in Toronto. I saw from the Facebook event, Sebastian's going. Uh, interested. I don't know if oh, I'm going to go Okay. <laughs> may or may not be a Sebastian there. That could be a deciding factor for some people, uh, whether or not they're going. So you should confirm that soon. Good or bad, really. <laughs> actually yeah, leave it at interested <laughs> just in case um so toronto quote is a monthly meetup with the simple aspirations of providing a place for friendly game inclined ladies and gents to have a chat and a pint so if you're interested in that it's at the get well bar in toronto uh also coming up this week is damage camp 2019 so dames making games third annual damage camp it's a one-day gathering by toronto's game community uh, that's from 11 a.m. Oh. to 9 p.m. Steven, Saturday that one got, that's been oh, postponed no. it's until been spring. Postponed. God damn it. <laughs> Make a fool of me. Why was it postponed? Uh, they didn't say. Hmm. 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 Well, I'll, uh, I'll make a note of that. Yeah. You can still sign up on the event site. Let me double check that. Yes, you, oh, oh, look, their site's changed. Postponed until spring 2020. So you can't sign up anymore. So never mind that. Um, yeah. Does anyone else have any events they want to plug? Uh, bonus stage is on Tuesday. At Tuesday? Where are they doing it? They're doing it at Power Up Game Bar. Alrighty. Bonus stage, Power Up Game Bar. Where is Power Up Game Bar? It's, it's right downtown. It's like a 10 minute walk from Union Station. Perfect. That's convenient. Uh, do you know what time it starts at? It starts at 8pm. Bless. Uh, anything else? There is a... I got this email a while ago. I got to post on the site, but there's Red Bull Adrena Land returns to Toronto December seventh and eighth. Tournaments representing multiple genres, over twenty thousand in prize money, interactive panels, live showcases, hackathons, Circle K VIP lounge, and bring your own computer area. Make Red Bull Adrena Land's Canada's most expensive gaming event and esports experience. Oh, I like down. how they advertise that it's expensive. <laughs> Sorry, it's like the tickets expensive. No, expa- expansive. Expensive. I, I messed up. Expansive. Oh, expansive. expansive. Oh, expansive. Oh, okay. I was like, that's a weird flex. But okay. <laughs> it's like the that, tickets. Like, they're a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Very exclusive. Expansive. Uh, expansive. Expansive. I'm tired. Baby. All the all the facets are replaced with Red Bull. You wash your hands with Red Bull. Everything in the building is Red Bull. <laughs> Oh, Hosted God. downtown at the Inacare Center. I don't know where that is, where you can find the that's highest. That's an exhibition place. Oh, is oh, it? Cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's December seventh and eighth. There was one last year, uh, and like like I mentioned, there's hackathon, live showcases, bring your own computer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They'll be on the site uh, by the time you listen to this podcast. I'll post it up tonight. Perfect. So. so go check that out. Expansive. Um, 
expensive. Here, actually, let me just find how much the tickets are, just so that I... What if it is also the most expensive? Expensive and expansive? That'd I mean, they probably go together. Like, the more you expand your event, probably the more expensive it gets, you know? They're they're correlated. That's the correct word, I think. Maybe. Probably. Also, um, Brett wanted to wait for him to be on to talk about, but there will be another uh, event next month from the Hamilton game dev drinks where it's like a Christmas party type thing. Uh, yeah. Aren't they having a showcase night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they'll be showcasing some games. Yeah. December 18th, uh, Christmas party and demo night. So we'll have that up on the site soon too. Tickets are only 10 to $25. It says. Hmm. So definitely not the most expensive event. Definitely not. A regular single day is 15. And a regular weekend pass is twenty five. All the other, all the early bird stuff is over. So, so you could Perfect. say it's the uh, most inexpensive. There you go. But expensive. Yes. <laughs> inexpensive would be free. Inexpensive is they'd pay me to go, but <laughs> I don't think they're the going to do that. That is the dream. Pay me to go somewhere. Um, that's it for the events. Again, you can find tickets, information, all that stuff on CanadianEvs.com and click the little events thing. Uh, now onto the news. I want to correct a mistake, a critical error I made last week. I misread <laughs> an announcement um, that Neon Noodles was leaving early access as going, or yeah, I misread that Neon Noodles was leaving early access when in fact it was entering early access. So for those who don't know, uh, this is a game from Vivid Helix, a Calgary-based indie studio, and on November 29th, the game will be entering early access on Steam, not leaving. Radu, the developer, was kind enough to point out we were how we messed that up on Twitter. Sorry about that. So still check it out, add it to your wish list, and hop on the Discord because it's a fun little little community. And either taking feedback, of course, that's always super valuable. Um, and we also learned a fun fact. Me and Steven did that the game digitally doesn't have a platinum trophy, but if you bought the physical edition they made, it does have a platinum trophy. His first game, Semispheres. So that was a fun little tidbit. I meant to look and into that. I've never known any games to do that yeah that's a first for me too and i know how critical the platinum trophy is for you steve of course as it should be for all of us as it should be our <laughs> slaves to the platinum <laughs> trophy uh i really liked his his first game uh i think i played it on it was like valentine's day it came out so when i bought it and i beat the whole game once sitting with my friend paris on the couch and we just passed the controller back and forth we weren't dating or anything so it wasn't like that but it was just fun Oh, you know what? So, okay, so I'm looking at PSN profiles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Semisphere has six different, like, trophy lists, depending on whether it's on Vita or PS4, and then depending on whether it's uh, North America, EU, and AS, which I'm guessing is Asia. Mm. So, Semispheres in North America and EU on PS4 doesn't have a Platinum trophy, but every other SKU has a has a Platinum. Interesting. And they it looks like they rejiggled the... I, I guess so. Well... If I can get a digital on Vita, then I can get the Platinum. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to do this right now. Um, awesome. We should also mention how we we'll do it how live. someone didn't uh, record, and we said that last week, and we said we would post it on Patreon for patrons. And, we did say that. And uh, it turned out it was it just was awful and was pointless. Yeah, <laughs> so we didn't, didn't bother to do that. <laughs> um, Dell or Sebastian, have either of you heard of Vivi Helix or tried Semispheres? No, I have actually. not, actually. 
Ooh, I'll give it a <laughs> shot. I really like it. We will it. now. It looks really I recommend it to everyone else listening to. It's a fun little puzzle game. It's got a cute art style too. Or like there's like these little in-between scenes that are really cute and I liked it. It's weird. You like control it's a puzzle game where each stick is like a half of the brain and you work at the same time to like solve puzzles and stuff by affecting the other side based on what you do on the right side or left side. It's it's good. I like it. This is cute. Next up huh. in the news, Dwaros. Dwaros. I'd yeah. say that. Yeah. Gets an official trailer coming to Steam early 2020. Uh, Toronto-based Lithic Entertainment has released the official trailer for its upcoming town builder game, Dwaros. A successful Kickstarter campaign a few years ago that raised a lovely. Let me see if I can find this. Twelve thousand uh, dollars is now coming to Steam. Um, you can wishlist the game right now. It's got a Steam page. That ever-essential wishlist to appease the <laughs> algorithms. Uh, please do that. Uh, the game's official description, quote, Meet strange and quirky characters, and along the way, invite wandering people to join your town. Befriend cute animals who may help you in your travels. Control your team of three uniquely skilled characters to gather resources, build structures, and find treasures. I like all of those things. Yeah, it's like, um... We've known about Dwaros for a while, and it's it's uh, there's no combat, there's no violence or anything like that. So it is it's really just like a kind of dungeon crawler in a sense, like puzzles and and building your little kingdom. Uh, You're all dwarves, right? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Um, I'm I'm pumped for this. I'm a Kickstarter guy. I have it. On, nice. I have my key or whatever. I think I got to double check actually. Um, I should have a key, and. I'm excited. I'm excited to dive into this now. So wait, if I add add to your wish list, I'll do that right now. Do it. Oh, I got a lot. Add her up. We still need a sound effect for every time someone adds something. You said you would do that. Yeah, except we missed that audio last time, so I wasn't able to do that. Like that was in the part we lost. So. Oh, was it? We can do that this time. Yeah, I thought it was in the other half, but it wasn't. Next up on the news, um, debris. Or Debris? I don't know. I, I pronounced Gris wrong for like a year before someone told me it was Gree. So I'm, I'm just skeptical of every game name that ends in R-I-S now. But <laughs> De- Debris, Debris is out now <laughs> on PS4 and Xbox One. A quote-unquote unconventional co-op survival game, uh, Debris is developed by Hamilton-based indie studio Moonray Studios. Uh, is now available on PS4 and Xbox One. Puts players into the flippers of a diver on an Arctic expedition that mysteriously goes wrong. Uh, debris delves into the psychological effects such as uh, a, such a traumatic event can have on a person and I learned from their press kit that they actually consulted with some psychologists and doctors when creating this game to try and you know, accurately reflect what these sort of tense traumatic experiences do to a person which was cool and they list uh, all the doctors they contacted which is really interesting I like when games go the extra mile to make that like authentic experience I want to uh, release. Go ahead. I just want to flex a little bit on this. I flex on it. I, I could have had the scoop because I check PSM profiles like 50 times a day and mm. PSM profiles like grabbed the like the, the trophies for that game before they had announced mm. it and before Ooh. the PlayStation blog thing. And I DM them on Twitter because part of the site, I've, this happened a couple times where I had the ability to kind of leak like post about a leak or something like that. And I, choose not to because it's not really what the site's about um but i do want to just flex that because of my trophy love uh i knew about this game like maybe two or three days before it actually went on the playstation blog scoop scoop 
Only to be Scoop. <laughs> um, originally released back in 2017, De- Debris, or Debris if you're French, is also available on Steam and Humble. Let's check that out. Uh, that's it for the news. Does anyone else have any news bits they'd like to throw in to the void here? That's not my email. I'm trying to figure out my... Do either? Does anyone know my Steam password? I'm guessing... No. Did you try password? No. I wish Steam had Platinum's 7. <laughs> probably something like that. I just want to I just want to wish or wish list Dwaros. I could do it. Actually, I'll do that. Okay, never mind. All right. Do it on your phone. No, I don't. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, um, there was I thought there was something that I saw. Um, you, did someone else talk? I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention. Hmm. I did have to do uh, my password. I want to test out a new segment, all right? And I'm just going to drop this on you guys. Right. I'm calling it Wishlist This, a new segment on the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast where every week, due to our frequent wishlisting of games during the show, I take a section and highlight three Canadian games that you can add to your wishlist right now. And we'll get people to submit them if they want, or I'll just keep finding them every week. Does that sound interesting at all? I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. <laughs> First up, uh, have you heard of Mondo Museum from Kit Fox Games? It's already wishlist. Yes. It's already wishlisted. Good. Well, for those of you who don't have it wishlisted, you can. Quote, do you have what it takes to design and curate the museum, the world's greatest museum? Do you? No. No? <laughs> Damn. Fill your exhibits and halls with extraordinary artifacts, hire staff to keep things running smoothly, and do everything you can to expand your visitors' horizons and blow their minds! Exclamation point. I had this game recommended to me on Steam because I'd played Planet Zoo, which is interesting. Um, add it to your wishlist, everybody. I just added Doros uh, to my wishlist. Good. And we'll play the sound effect right there. What should the sound effect be? I thought it was going to be the... Oh, wait, no. The, the one where Brett unwishlist something. It was the, the Price is Right then. Oh, yeah. What should the wishlist sound effect be? Um, should Brainstorm. Be like, find the cheesiest royalty-free, like, sparkling magic sound you can. Okay. Or even just, like, that. a money noise. Cha-ching. It's like the Cha-ching. cash register sound. Oh, yeah. Back, <laughs> yeah, back when, um, back when we weren't explicit and I had to, like, blur out all the swear words, I just used a Pikachu noise. <laughs> I used to so use the... Just, I did so a... That's just... Who's the... Oh, Meowth. Do a Meowth. Because he's money. I guess, right? yeah. Yeah, we could do a Meowth now yeah. sound. I don't know. What, does does Meowth just say their name? Aren't they supposed to do No, that? they it, make like this like, like screeching. A, yeah. Huh. Oh, really? I don't know about that. I, I, I think that. like a cash register makes sense. I Let's guess that's cash purchase. Oh, yeah. What's a... Wishlist? Wait, hold on. I have a really... It should just be like a checklist. Like a... I like have the like sound a really of a pen crappy magic on paper. somewhere. Uh, next up on Wishlist this... Have you heard of Grifflands from Clay? Yes. A new deck building roguelike where you fight and negotiate way for your broken down sci fi world. Clay Coming like June Vancouver Clay? 2020. Oh, yeah. Clay mm-hmm. like play. Yeah, it's in early access, isn't it? Uh, I couldn't. I think well, it might I mean, be on the Epic Store. Uh, probably. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, on there right now. What's it called again? Grifflands. All one word. Check that one out. Add it to your wish list. Uh, in the third wish list, this section for the, the premiere debut of this feature. Uh, is Bravery Network Online from Gloom. I've been following this game for a while. It looks really good. Quote, make friends, challenge strangers, and fight strategic turn-based battles in a post-post-apocalyptic world. What a premise. What is a post-post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, you ask? Well, you have to go watch the trailer to find out. Is that I like when the moment. world gets shitty and then they they make it back and then it gets shitty again? 
Um, maybe, but people should still go watch the trailer and wishlist it <laughs> anyway, Steven. <laughs> I saw this because this game won the Ubisoft Next or Indie Award oh, indie, thing last indie year. Sh- indie Showcase, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they were they were tweeting about it, hyping up this year's indie thing. So yeah. I saw that and looked into it. It looks cool. Check it out. Uh, Grifflands Alpha is uh, fourteen dollars, fifteen bucks on Epic Game Store. It came out July eleventh, twenty nineteen, and it's coming out June twenty twenty. Currently, is the full release. Full year, crazy. Yeah, that's that's enough time. Can I, I wish those things on on Epic? No, it's it's kind of a useless launcher, but there's no cart function either. So every time I want to add all the free games of the month, I have to do it all individually. Yeah, you know what? We missed uh, we missed giving a shout out because Messenger was the free game last no. month. No, yeah, or last Curse week you. or whatever. And this week is a game I just bought but don't actually know or didn't buy. What's it called? Uh, hold on. Do you guys, Dell and Sebastian, do you add the the free games every month to Epic or? I do. I do not. Hmm, you're missing out. I am. The free game is Bad North Bad this North. month. If anyone's curious, that's a good one. Is it? Yeah. What it, what kind of game is it? Strategy. Oh. I hmm. played it for like five minutes once. I forget where. Not at home. Developed now that I have it, I'll actually play it. But it's really plausible cool. concept. Where are they from? Wouldn't it be cool if they just happened to be from Canada? They're in Malmo, oh, Sweden. Oh, Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still add it. Free games are free games. I wonder how that works. Do you think they get a lump sum for the month, or do you think they get like a little bit for every person who downloads it? I would. I don't know. I. I've always wondered I that with the PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live games and stuff. Games like of that. gold and stuff. I've, I've yeah, never been too. able to. Anytime I've asked developers who um, were part of it, just told me they couldn't tell me. <laughs> yeah i think it might be a sense. little bit of both it's sort of like contracts some people would get like a flat amount and then other people would get like a certain percentage because they because like if a game has a lot of dlc mm-hmm. you kind of want as many people to get your hands on it as possible but if a game has no dlc then that's like that's it so i, I think that kind of also plays a factor into it or if you want like a lot of players at launch like i know rocket league launched in playstation plus and that's where i played it first yeah same same Interesting. Well, that's it for wishlist this. Thank you. I like the section. My segment. No, I like like the section. Yeah, yeah, it's a good section. Yeah. Good. So, if you want to suggest games, again, these are Canadian games that you can add to your wishlist right now. Go onto our Discord, hang out, and suggest games like maybe your own games. Who knows? Oh, the other thing I saw that I meant to post: uh, Sago Mm -hmm. Mini, uh, a local Toronto developer. They make a bunch of kid games and stuff like that. They mm. came out with a new game called Vacation. Soak up some digital vitamin D and join your Sego mini pals for all-inclusive fun in a tropical paradise. Don't forget your SPF. Ooh. Play first <laughs> in world on iOS, coming soon to Android and Amazon. And what's the studio? Uh, I always I always forget if it's Sego Mini or Sego Toys or something. Like it's Sego. It's Sego Mini. Sego Mini? Yeah, Sego Mini. Yeah. Cool. They make like apps and, and stuff for like kids age like two to five or six i use apps like they're baby game for babies nice but not in a bad way (laughs) but not in a bad way but it's but yeah it's baby games all right now shall we discuss the games we've been playing Uh, again these don't have to be canadian specific games just you know i want to know which what you've all been playing let's throw it to to new dad steven first (laughs) uh i've just been replay i've just still been playing star wars jedi fallen order 
Um, what do you think? I'm I'm really liking it still. It like it could have been a game of the year contender for me, but it's 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 missing a little bit of polish. You know, it's not as like smooth. The animations aren't as like crisp as you would want, like in a God of War, Devil May Cry, or something like that. Mm. Um, and there, there's been a few like technical issues and, and things like glitches and just pop ins and. Mm-hmm. And things like that. Nothing to ruin the experience. Like it's still a really fun game, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, Good. But you know, it's with me. It's like it was between that or Resident Evil Two, and I know there's a few weeks left in the year, but it doesn't. It just it's missing that sort of like extra little kind of sparkle and shine on it to really. It, it sometimes I get taken out of the experience where I'm just like, eh. so. I feel that. Um, did you you beat it recently? Didn't you? Yeah, I beat it last weekend. I beat it. I wanted to like beat it in one weekend because I don't beat games anymore. So I like made myself. It was super broken on my Xbox. Like I would walk into an area and everything was just gray. I was just walking on air, like in a gray box, and then I would just fall off the edge. And when I respawned, everything loaded. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I had a. I I've got in this area and there and normally there's like this elevator mm-hmm. part and the elevator was gone, but the floor was still kind of quote there for the enemies. So they're like floating in midair. Um, fighting me and stuff like that and it actually crashed on me like twice so it's it crashed on me too yeah so it's it's definitely had some issues um and like there's a part where you kind of get ambushed and you just have to run and and after the cutscene, but the it loaded for a while and i didn't have control of my character so my character just stood there for like five six seconds right after a character said run and it just like immediately like <laughs> ruined the whole like scene basically. Um, Damn. So there's just been a few things like that, but it's it's still a lot of fun. I also dropped the difficulty because I realized like a difficult game is not what I was looking for in a Star Wars game. Like you, you could make just it really a fun hard. little space realm. Yeah, I just want to kill things with my lightsaber easily. So, um, I want to platinum it. I want to try. Oh man, those achievements! Like I was looking through them, and they they just seem like tedious to me. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Little um, bit. Playing anything else? I I played it a couple weeks ago, or like two weeks ago. I forgot to mention it, but I played Worse Than Death, which was the next game from uh, Benjamin Rivers, and it's like a two okay. D uh, like story uh, based game, like pixelated, and you got to hide from like an like this. this I'm not really explaining it that well, but basically, you're like a person who comes to a town, and there's like a, a high school reunion. But there was mm-hmm. like a big secret, and, and then like something bad happens, and you gotta basically run from a monster and just kind of investigate what's going on in the town. Um, mm. I liked it, but it's probably it's probably my least favorite of his three games because I thought like I thought just like hiding and running away from the monster just like didn't really work out that well. It just kind of was more annoying than anything. I would much rather have just had that removed from the game entirely and just sort of like work through the story that he was trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was like, it was all right, but like, I think I liked home. I liked home much better and, and uh, away with, or uh, away with you uh, more as well. It's probably, it, it was fun. Just not like, not, yeah, it was just whatever. <laughs> it was just whatever. CanadianGames.com. Put it on the box. <laughs> no, don't put that on the box. <laughs> don't, don't put it on the box. Worst of his three games, put that on the box. But was it still, did you still enjoy it? Yeah, I still had fun. Being... Yeah, no, I still had fun. It's like pizza, you know? A bad pizza is still good. Like, did you guys play Lone Survivor? I think so. It's like a yeah. It's a little bit older of a game. It's like a, but it's very similar to that. I just thought Lone Survivor. It was kind of like trying to do what Lone Survivor did. Um, it's I pixel just, art, right? Yeah, yeah, like exactly. It, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. And I, I really dug Lone Survivor, 
and so it was like that but not multiple endings um mm-hmm. so it's kind of just wasn't it didn't really have the same punch that like home did and, and lone survivor and other games similar games i like it i like it when games punch me yeah you want to just get yeah. punched in the face sometimes yeah all right now we're gonna throw it to dell dell please dish on the games you've been enjoying recently. so uh like majority of people out there i've been enjoying pokemon sword Ooh. um not so a Canadian game but the game is so adorable and there's so much to love about it i think um yeah, this just—it's really cute. In I spite just of the whole hashtag Dexit controversy. Yeah, I just started it yesterday, so I'm not too far into it yet. But so oh, which far, one did you pick? Uh, Scorbunny, definitely. Over Sobble? I felt really bad about Sobble, but um, I just like Scorbunny's evolutions better, and okay. I just like fire types better in general. So. Oh, so you, okay. did you do, like, research? Like, you looked into what the evolution types? Like, evolution Yeah, type? because uh, I'm, I'm one of those people. <laughs> That's fair. Do you change the days uh, in your system settings when you play Animal Crossing? Um, I did, like, a couple of times just to get, like, the one flower, but, like, that's about it, really. Okay, okay. I respect that. <laughs> that that's, like, the trigger? That's, like, how you can tell what kind of gamer she is? I didn't so, even know it was a thing, and then I heard other people doing it, and I was playing Animal Crossing normally for, like, the longest time so when i heard other people were talking about like the day change thing i was like oh i've never thought about that before there's uh, so you're a couple hours into pokemon and it's it's good do you like it yeah no i really love it are you are you a big pokemon person though was about. are you a big pokemon fan like from before um so fun fact sun and moon was actually my first pokemon game like in the core series mm-hmm. uh but before that i only really played mystery dungeon like red rescue team nice so uh yeah because my cousin had blue rescue team and i wanted to be cool like you know her um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah sun and moon was my first game and then i really liked it so when sword and shield came out or was announced it looked really cool and i was really excited for it i have nice. a- like the I see on Twitter all the, like, Pokemon, like, hunt you down now and, like, chase you. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit terrifying, admittedly, like, when they're bigger. Uh, but if it's, like, a small, like, a buddy or something chasing after you, you're just kind of like, oh. I saw the Corgi thing, like, just waltzes up to you and just sits. Like, it wants you to pet it. <laughs> but then you have to beat it the does. crap out of it and like, enslave the it. the Pokemon camp is the best thing because you just get to interact with them and, like, just watch them be cute. I don't you know how to describe You can cook for them, it. right? I've always wanted to cook for my... Wait, what is the meat in the curry, though? That's my question. So, they have different ingredients. So, they have, like, bags of vegetables, sausages. Okay, <laughs> but, like... Where's this coming like, from, though? We don't like, talk about that. Like it's like a chicken Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the dark secrets of Pokemon. Is Pokemon, they have regular in the cows stew. The factory <laughs> is there, like, a is chicken th- Pokemon? Yeah, there's Blaziken. Or yeah. Torchic or whatever. All the no. meat in Pokemon oh, is just no. the synthetic meat they use in It's all no, plant-based it's like it's beyond meat. meat. Yeah, it's yeah. beyond Pokemon. <laughs> all the great taste of a Pikachu without any of the shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> have, you been, uh, have you been playing anything else, though? Um, I mean, I've still been plugging my way through uh, Minecraft. Nice. Didn't, yeah, that, didn't you say that you didn't even oh. want to play it? You just got guilted into it? or Yeah, basically, because um, our entire team's been playing it, and mm-hmm. they were all like, hey, you should get Minecraft. And I 
didn't wasn't into Minecraft because mostly because I associated it with a bunch of like twelve year olds. You were like, no, I hate Minecraft. <laughs> and then I got it, and I had a mild problem. Nice. Had, have, having, have. has, current. I, I don't know. I haven't touched it for the past few days. You played it while we were at Migs, like, the whole time we were at our <laughs> place. It's not like I had anything else play. <laughs> nice. Awesome. How about you, Sebastian? What have you been playing? Uh, I'm revisiting my childhood and playing through the first Shenmue. Ooh. Oh, wow. I've never uh, played a Shenmue game. Yeah, it's What's it like? Oh. I remember it being oh. good, but it's just... Oh, it sounds like it's been... Rec- like... All the all the voiceover sounds like it was recorded through a Skype call, oh. and then like crunched it down after oh. that. Um, <laughs> Had to fit on a Dreamcast disc back in the day, I guess. That's that's true. That's true. But like, <laughs> you know, you'd think they would touch up the audio a little bit because like they, when they did, because I'm playing on the PS4, right? And mm-hmm. They redid the. They didn't redo the graphics, but they they upresed everything, right? They upscaled it all, and it's like, why not just, it's, you know. I'm sure they have uncompressed versions of the audio somewhere. Why couldn't yeah. they just uncrunch it a little? Just uncrunch that audio. Uh, but yeah, and the voice acting's terrible because mm. it's a 1998 English dub, so like, of course. Nice. Um, so wait, I like the gameplay though. Are you playing what this kind of game because? Is it? Are you playing this because Shenmue Three? Like, are you getting? Are you going to get Shenmue Three? Are you just prepping to play it, or? I want to play Three, but I played the first one when I was a kid. But I never finished it because I was dumb in like five, so mm. I didn't actually understand what was going on or what I was doing. I was just kind of <laughs> wandering and playing game. So I'm actually playing through it like proper. Okay. Um, but like, what kind of game is it? I've never actually seen gameplay of it. Like, what do you do? It's, I guess, an adventure game, like a detective adventure game, mechanically at least. Okay. It's it's like, have you been have you played any Yakuza games? Yeah. So it's been, like, said to be the precursor to the Yakuza series. Okay, is it as funny? No. No. Oh. Not at all. I mean, Does it, it take is, itself, like, seriously? Or? It's not I, trying to be funny, it's just... <laughs> it's not trying to be funny, it's just oh, no. 90s. Damn. Yeah, it's just kind of like, imagine a bunch of, like, chatbots talking to each other. <laughs> but they're actual people. It's like yeah. when you get and Amazon Alexa and Google Home to talk to each other. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but it, it's got, like... The mechanics are neat, because to figure things out, you have a notebook that automatically writes down clues, and then you just have to talk to everyone, and Hmm. everyone will tell you, like, a little thing you need to know, and you just have to know where things are. Hmm. So they're like, yes, the owner of the Chinese restaurant knows Chinese people, and you're like, oh, okay, and where's the Chinese restaurant? And then the person's like, I don't know. So then you have to <laughs> find, find it that. yourself, and idiot. And every time you get a clue, you then ask a different question when you approach people. So it's this like back and forth of figure thing out, talk to everyone, mm. figure thing out. And it can get annoying. And it's like knowing what to do at any point is kind of difficult, but it's kind of interesting because of that. It sounds like L.A. Noir. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have a time limit. Uh, oh. It's... It's got, a di- I guess, like a day-night cycle mixed with a calendar system. So you have, like, three months in-game time to beat the game. Oh, Damn. my God. What happens if you don't? Oh, uh, you get a bad ending. Oh. Jesus. Oh, because <laughs> you're, uh, you're trying to avenge your father or something, right? Or something about your you father? you got to find his murderer. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if you take too long to do it, you fail. That's kind of so, like how, like, 
all those you know open world games like Fallout Four and Breath of the Wild when when you can just like take your time and it's just like there's a really super important quest going on like how in Fallout the meme was like Fallout Four like you can go find your son or you can just dick around and build like statues and do nothing for yeah like like Breath of the Wild it's like hurry Link uh, I'm in danger Link and it's you just like sailing down a hill on your shield hitting shit and it's like yeah yeah, yeah I'll so get to you when I'm done this is the only game I've played that like doesn't make a big deal of it but is it, it is there to have pressure and then they have like time sensitive like missions so someone will be like yeah like i know how to get you into the warehouse come back at 3 p.m tomorrow and you have to just wait so it's kind of like majora's mask meets lnor yeah and then okay. there's no time skipping so like if they're like come back tomorrow you have to wait until the next day <laughs> oh, you and you're not there. able to sleep before 8 p.m so say it's like morning now you have to spend the whole day just doing stuff you can't just like go to bed to to skip no you you can't sleep till 8 p.m because you're not tired <laughs> oh, my oh God. man that's too relatable <laughs> oh uh, man that's funny i heard i heard shenmue 3 is sort of like um more of the same like they didn't really update it with any of the kind of moderns like modern stuff that's kind of come okay. out before this because it was from want. like 2002 or something right like it's fairly the old. first one's 1998 and oh the my... second one's like 2000 <laughs> oh my god so yeah so i i know i've had a couple friends who've just been super into the game and they're and they're also the type of people that loved like morrowind and mist and all these other like pc games where they just like pride themselves and not telling you shit and you just have to figure out like everything um and so i think i think in shenmue 3 like because there was the there was like the rumor that um the i the reviewer embargo was like two or three days after the game came out and i think they knew that like people who like shenmue would still like three but anyone Mm. else who kind of has gotten used to these like modern kind of uh not easy mode but just like modern ways of like progressing faster would like not like it because i think ign gave it a bad review i'm gonna actually check it on metacritic right now yeah, yeah i've never I, tried it i just hope they change the control scheme because like the first game has tank controls and i hate them. oh no there was a trophy in friggin grim fandango for beating the whole game with tank controls on and the name of the trophy was tim made us put this one in here <laughs> <laughs> and i that. did it i'm did it and i hate tank controls so much oh uh, shenmue 3 has a 70 on metacritic wait it's yeah out? yeah it released last week oh i missed that interesting um, yeah, it's, it's, i hear yeah. that it's true to the originals which is to most a bad thing so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see i i don't know if i'm gonna get around to the third one for some time now because i do i've never played two so i need to do that as well isn't epic store exclusive on pc yes hmm. but it's also on consoles yeah it was announced at like playstation's like e3 conference yeah it's only 50 bucks I thought, on egs that's usd oh uh, so it's only like 60 canadian i feel like 70 canadian yeah interesting Are playing anything else sebastian games i played games? pokemon it was good <laughs> Still Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys have you guys been following the like Pokemon? Uh, I think it's stupid. Hashtag yeah. People should just shut up and have fun. I yeah. I, I've been uh, a good like I've been going on to our Pokemon for a couple. Why? Of, it's just fun, man. It's <laughs> just such a dumpster fire. It's so enjoyable. Like it's just uh, fair enough. Oh my god, I'm not even really. The discourse has been 
interesting. Oh my god, toxic. there is a Discord. It's, yeah. It's been toxic. No, there's no. I think she said discourse. Discourse. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. There, well, there is a Discord. There the is Pokemon our Pokemon Discourse. Discord as well. Oh no! Don't go. Oh, I had don't, no idea. Don't do that. Save yourself, Steve. It's a fun game. People should just have fun with it. It's yeah. also for kids. Like, if yeah. you're 30 and threatening to kill people at Game Freak because they don't have your favorite Pokemon <laughs> in it. That's maybe, a new problem. Maybe just stop. Okay, but counterpoint, Ekans isn't in it. So, like, <laughs> that's the point. That's why the would I buy it? <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's for, like, making a full Pokemon game every year, of course, like, stuff's gonna get cut and like if for what they did in the amount of time it's impressive but i still maintain that they should just like go away for like four years do a new like keep the same loop but like just spend a lot of time just making it a lot more technically impressive and i think that would help but i think they're under the strict yearly grind so yeah because whenever these games come out they just they just sell like bonkers amount of money so yeah sword and shield is the fastest selling switch game because i mean every region because in europe and north america yeah because call of duty is a yearly like yearly game right but there's like three main studios that work on it so you really get three years to kind of work on your your game whereas game freak it's all if there's different teams like within i imagine it would be rotating teams there's no way to turn out a whole pokemon game in a year yeah. Or they do like the Naughty Dog strategy, where like there's a small team working on the next one, and then as the other one finishes, they just move everyone onto the other one slowly. Might be something like that. Yeah, that might be possible. Yeah. Hmm. There's no way that it's just one team turning out a game <laughs> in a year. Like, no. Yeah, I feel like it's some sort of rotation. Control C, Control V, bro. Control save like... as <laughs> switch. <laughs> Dot Even switch. though not all the Pokemon are in like Pokemon Sword and Shield. I do think that what they did with the existing Pokemon in the game, like, definitely makes up for, you know, not having the whole decks in there. How do you mean? Because they have, like, some custom animations for different attacks, mm-hmm. and they also have, like, the whole Pokemon camp deal, and, you know, each it Pokemon is really just cute. so unique. It's a good game. People nice. should stop whining. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about what I've been playing, if that's okay. Yeah. No. no, let's wrap I beat this Grindstone. Up. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to talk. God damn it! Uh, I beat Grindstone. It was awesome. It's one of my favorite games of the year. Oh, it uh, does end. It does, and I I didn't think it would. Like it just kept going, and I was like climbing you have this to keep mountain. Grinding? I kept grinding, and I I got there. I beat it, and I love it. Uh, oh, it's so good. Worth the Apple Arcade subscription alone. I accidentally forgot to cancel, so it renewed in November, and I was like, ah, I guess I'll keep. You playing. Should uh, go play Sign or Wild Hearts if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's it's a. It's, it, I don't enjoy playing it. I like the way it looks. I love the soundtrack. I just didn't. I don't know how it handles on a phone. It was good on a controller. I should play with a controller then, because I didn't really enjoy it on the phone with touchscreen. Because it, it feels to me kind of like like Res like Res Infinite in those games, like in the way you mm-hmm. move around and it swaps between like perspectives and what you're doing. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll have to controller. give it another go. I keep looking at the like new games and i and i just i'm never really that interested in any any of these yeah it's like that decision paralysis where you have like 130 options you're like eh, i'm not gonna play anything yeah it, it is kind of like that plus i mostly play games like on the subway or whatever to work so i need mm-hmm. that sometimes like for a lot of them i need like data and stuff like that so i'm kind of picky and choosy about this mm-hmm. hey steven you know whose next game isn't gonna require data for your phone uh, Cactus Labs. Ooh, what's your next game? It's uh, wait, 
Did we show it at ETLX very briefly? We no. Did. Uh, no. I had it on for like five minutes. Oh, okay. It's like a, it'll be a constellation building puzzle game. Ooh, oh, I'm you told me about one. that. It's a tease. Okay. When does it come out? I like that. As next year? Scoop? Next year? Like April? Scoop. Maybe? Scoop. Probably Scoop. around May. Yeah, spring probably. Nice. Cool. Blooming <laughs> onto steam this spring i don't know uh, <laughs> brett also got i wanted us to tease his new game a walking simulator coming soon and uh, so we're just gonna drop that tease brett couldn't make it this week because he's busy actually working on the game as we speak so we wish you well brett and there's there's the tease so if you listen actually to this, working on games can't believe this <laughs> it's easier to be a critic than a creator uh i've also been playing i actually beat another game this past week called super liminal and I really liked it. It's like, it's like, it feels like Stanley Parable in the way someone just talks to you and it's a first person game in like these like sets and it breaks the fourth wall a lot. And there's a lot of times you laugh cause the game makes fun of the fact that it's a game, but it's also a puzzle game where the objects you pick up as you change your perspective, as you're holding them, they get bigger and smaller. It's like you pick an alarm clock off a nightstand and you spin around and hold it up so it looks a lot bigger, if that makes sense. And then when you let go, it drops as like a huge alarm clock and you use it to climb out of the room, stuff like that. Hmm. It's really weird. You kind of got to like watch the trailer to, to get it. It's really hard to describe. But yeah, I sat down, beat it in like two hours and it's great. What's uh, that? It's Epic Store exclusive oh, okay. currently. Uh, it's also on coming to consoles soon. But right now, it's just Epic Store exclusive, Steam in a year, and consoles, they say, very soon. Um, yeah, so check that one out. I liked it. Um, I'm playing something else, too. I forget. Oh, I got Death Stranding. Like, oh, that's moment. right. Yes. I want to know oh, what man. you think. It's I weird. It's simulate being other Steven. Yeah, it's weird. Wait, what? <laughs> it's really weird. I... I don't like the story at all or any of the characters really at all, except for Norman Reedus, but I really like playing it. And like, I spent like two hours in that intro area. Just like, I, I realized that deliveries will just always like you take orders and then deliver them and they'll just keep going forever. So you don't even have to leave the intro area. And I had like my little route planned out and I just like melted into my couch for hours just walking back and forth across this like rocky field delivering shit. And I don't know, I just it was really fun, or like cathartic, like a zen kind of experience. And then <laughs> I went to the next area, and everything went to shit, and I stopped playing. But it's weird. Wait, wait went to really shit weird. as in the story? or uh, Story, I, I don't like the story. It's like the zaniest, over-the-top anime plot I've ever seen. But they went to shit as in it got really hard. <laughs> I left oh, the I intro see. area. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like my little baby. I like, I like Norman Reedus. So what do you do and with he, the baby? Um, so he helps you detect the bad guys. So he's a bridge baby. So it bridges the world. <laughs> it bridges between life and death. So um, <laughs> it, it's hooked up to the sensor and the baby sort of looks out the front. And when it sees the BTs, which are like the bad guys, I don't know what it stands for big or bad thing. Maybe it like sends, sends a sensor thing to your backpack. And then it, it like projects what it looks like <clears throat> onto the, into the world is like this like weird, voxel gray thing and then you either avoid them or throw poop grenades at them or poop grenades <laughs> yeah so all the all <laughs> all the and it, weapons are your bodily fluids that you get 
from going to your private room and pooping and peeing, and then you make them. Oh, that you actually. Oh my god, I hate everything. I'm not saying we're king shaming Kojima. (laughs) Oh, I am. I'm shaming him. He also can't still after 30 years. Who would have thought? Write female characters because like the two girls in the game so far are Mama and Fragile and. Fragile. Oh my god, I just can't. After oh Quiet and Metal Gear Solid Five, I was like, "Yeah, this is he. He should just give up writing." But like, it's cringy. I'll just say that. Mm. Um, yeah. I oh, and there's another online, girl. Someone tweeted a video of, of that one scene where it's like Mario and Princess Beach, and it's someone messing up the name of Princess Peach. <laughs> to Beach. This was like in-game dialogue. In okay. Death Stranding. In Death Stranding, it's cursed. Yeah, there was like yeah. it was like a Mario Easter egg dialogue uh-huh. that's just like the most fumbled, awful thing. Yeah, all the cameos are super cringy. Like Conan O'Brien's in it, Geoff Keighley's in it, which like doesn't make sense to me because they announced the Game Award nominations this week, and Death Stranding's nominated for eight awards, but uh, like what? Geoff Keighley and Kojima are like best friends, and Kojima is actually on the advisory board for the Game Awards. So oh, is he really? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. It just feels like a giant circle jerk. Like, what here's is the, the game Here's awards? the dealio. The Game Awards are like a big spectacle, but completely meaningless. It's a joke. and like, If you they, want, like, legitimate awards, the GDC awards are a lot better. I always watch the IGF awards, too. Or is that what happens yeah, at GDC? But it's a conjoined show. Oh, cool. Yeah, I liked it this year. Tim Schafer, uh, he was talking about... Oh man, there's a bunch of discourse lately about unions, but I don't think we really need them. And then all the lights go, out, and he was like, "Oh, I forgot the lighting crew's unionized." So I was like, Ooh, "Yeah, nice. <laughs> I mean, tell we're in the room for all that." So you that wouldn't, cool. you wouldn't see that at the game awards because yeah. they're all bankrolled by publishers. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of cringy. Death Stranding's weird. Get it on sale in like two years. Um, all right, done. I I was already like on the fence of it. Actually, my friend te- just texted me because he saw I was playing Jedi and wants to know about mm-hmm. it. And, He's like, yeah, Death Stranding, Game of the Year, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not Game of the Year. And, like, just, oh, my God, oh, my God, everything. Steven, Grindstone's if you want the Death Stranding the experience, just get a clear backpack, put your baby in it, and shake it a bunch. <laughs> if you want the Death Stranding experience, work for Skip the Dishes <laughs> on a Friday no, night. Yes. Yeah, work for FedEx. I will say, one of my favorite videos I've seen on YouTube.com this year is Tim Rogers' review of Death Stranding. And... The way he talks about that, he loves it, but, like, the way he talks about it is hilarious. Like, he's like, Death Stranding asks, what if Assassin's Creed hated you? (laughs) He's like, if Death Stranding is one of the best-selling games of 2019, expect EA's FedEx 2020 next year. (laughs) And, like, he has all these jokes. It's, like, 50 minutes, but it's well worth it. Here's here's my friend's text to me, word for word. So I asked him, how is, I was like, how's your boring-ass walking game, walking slash delivery? (laughs) It's seriously dope. I can't stop playing it. It's, I'm probably 50% complete, and I still don't know what the hell this game is about, <laughs> What it's, but it's addictive. I unlocked weapons, so there's a combat system and vehicles, so no more walking, explanation point. Everything about that, I'm like, so you got, you can, now you can drive, so it's less boring? Like, I don't understand. I'm like, uh, everything about this game. See, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, though. I support Death Stranding in the sense mm. that, like, it's a triple-A scale game, that's doing something different. Yeah, it's weird. No, no, for sure. It, I, yeah, I agree. I applaud that. Mm-hmm. I just think that Kojima shouldn't be writing it, mm-hmm. and that maybe it'd be better if things made sense. The thing maybe is, not, like, though. the thing is, like, I don't think a publisher would have let anyone else make this game. Like, that I is think, true. I don't yeah, think, like, that's... I don't think, I think Kojima is already known for making weird, stupid things. 
And so, yeah, so it was just like, well, you can't make Metal Gear, so go make your weird, stupid walking game with the Walking Dead guy, I guess. I don't think think anyone else would have had, like, because Sony funded this game or whatever, published it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think any other, they would have done this for any other creator, not Tim Schafer, not, uh, you know, the Fallout people, not the whatever, like, I don't think anyone else would have had this freedom. So I do applaud that, like, he, like it's a triple a game that costs millions and millions of dollars that's just weird as hell but mm. no one else would have been allowed to make this weird as hell game and it makes you wonder what like all these other triple a guys could do if they're just given like a blank check and just make whatever weird thing they want to make oh man that would be amazing i, I would love to see some of those games i would too so that's but. that's all i've been playing Thank, thanks for listening um, I'd like to round out the show by asking Dell and Sebastian about their trip to the Montreal International Games Summit, which was this past weekend in Montreal. How was it? It was good, actually. There were quite a bunch of people there. Did What'd you, you see? To, did you get? Did you get to play anything? Uh, I played Spirit Fair, <laughs> which is by Thunder, Thunder Lotus. Lotus. Yeah, who made Jotun and Sundered? Forget their second Sundered. Um. It's real good. Mm, it's like that was, it was revealed the, at uh, the Xbox E3 thing. I remember this. Yeah, year. it was, and it it is as good as it looks, which good. is yeah. that's something. Wait, uh, I've heard nothing but good things all weekend about that game. Yeah. Wait, what game, sorry? Um, Spirit Fair. Okay, I, I just, I'm looking them now. I haven't. It's good. Watch Ooh. the trailer. the The trailer's pretty. Ooh, it does look mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it looks really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got the platforming mechanics from Sundered, so it handles really nice. And I like Sundered. They've mixed that with like management mechanics and shipbuilding and stuff. It's just, it's a lot of really good things just put together in a way that really works. <coughs> it's lovely. Played. Is it a? So, is it going to be like a roguelite thing though, or more? Sim- I don't think so. Right. I think it's more just management sim. Yeah, yeah true. Like a ter- terraria or whatever. You just get to keep um, building and building, and building, but it doesn't necessarily end. I think it does have an end. I, I'm pretty sure it's it's just like, uh, maybe not linear, but it seemed like a more structured experience. Okay. Ooh, it's coming to PS4 as well. Did you play, I play anything else? Only for the demo. There was it was mostly industry stuff. So yeah, so it was just talking to a lot of other developers and other studios about how they're doing. And how are they doing? What, what's what's the the ear to the ground? The general consensus is uh, Quebec's doing pretty good in terms of game development. Like, yeah, it's booming, them. which is good. Nice job, Quebec. Good work, Quebec. Yeah, they did it. They did. How did your booth? How did your booth go? Did you get a lot of people? Oh, we didn't we, have a booth at Migs. Yeah. Oh no, just hanging out. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah just hanging. It's yeah. nice. It was like our team vacation. vacation. Yeah, it was a good excuse to go eat smoked meat, poutine, <laughs> bagels. Oh, oh, you know what news we we forgot? What did we forget? Borderlands DLC. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I worked yeah. on that. That's something I yes. That's not important though. We'll tread carefully because we don't want to get Sebastian in trouble. But I, yeah. But basically, Borderlands Three DLC uh, was announced and it's coming out in December. And uh, you know, it was worked on from the Quebec Gearbox Studio. Um, Sebastian worked on the game, so I don't want to. You know, we, we'll get him in trouble. Yeah, we don't want to tell us everything about it. We don't want to get our boy in trouble here. But basically. Uh, it, the other thing with Borderlands is they patched the menu and apparently it works much better. So I'm excited to actually dive back in to see if oh, I actually played this weekend. It's free on Xbox for games with gold for like a weekend. Oh, is it? Oh. So I tried it with my friend and I'm still not a big fan of 
Borderlands. So I've started them all, and I got a couple hours into each, but I never finished any of them. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a ringing endorsement, but that's more of a me thing than a Borderlands thing. <laughs> yeah, you got to fix yourself first before. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> um, so yeah, we forgot that news, but we can post that on the site as well. Cool. Any uh, other highlights from Migs? You got to go to the big Unity thing. How was that? Big Unity thing. Oh, I saw a picture with you, a bunch of you in a, a room. Or no? Was oh that no, that, that, that was, was in uh, us. Cyber Connect Two that we went to. If you saw oh, a picture of us. yeah, yeah. I saw the so Cyber Connect Two is um, they're the studio that does a bunch of the Naruto games yeah. and JoJo, in Asura's Wrath and, and Dot Hack. That's cool. How was that? Uh, they were really cool. Yeah, they, they really had a nice dog there, which was nice. I like when studios so, have a dog. They, oh, yeah. Did the dog it have a cool cute. anime name or anything? I think they, it was either called Millie or Missy. I didn't quite catch it. Okay. But, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. No Outlast 3 announcement, as we as I had speculated, but oh well. Well, I mean, Migs and Mega isn't really an announcement season. If anything, I would expect to see Outlast at, like, the Game Awards. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. Oh, yeah, true. 12th, I think? You know, it's a big game, so, like, they that's, would wait for a big event. That's the only reason I tune into the Game Awards. Like, yeah, the announcements are fun. I think Soul Calibur Six got announced there. Yeah, the next uh, In the Valley of the Gods from Campo Santo got that's announced it. there. Yeah, that's but, but I saw this week that um, right before Alex got announced, all the team working on Into the Valley, like, all on the same day changed their Twitter bios to not say working on Into the Valley anymore. Yeah, and I've heard about I, that. I think they're all working on Alex and into the valley might be on just hiatus hopefully oh, not yeah, canceled because valve bought campus mm-hmm. and so i'm, I'm kind of scared because i i don't i'm not really too interested in alex but i was really interested in into the valley of the gods because firewatch was dope and this game looked dope but it might be delayed or just on hold or hopefully not canceled i hope it gets finished <sighs> oh well there'll be big announcements and Jeff Keighley will come out and talk about Kojima a lot. <laughs> they got they got rid Did of the like, trending gamer category because there was like that that trending gamer curse where everyone who won that award each year had like a big scandal, and so they, yeah, they, they got, got the, yeah they, they got rid of that awful. category. <laughs> oh man, and they uh the indie category this year is presented by Subway, so every time they read it out, it's like fresh the indie. fresh indie game of the year presented That's why by it's Subway. Called, yeah, it's because it's oh, Subway. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Also, oh, I, you got to pay, pay for this event somehow, yo. Grindstone nominated for Best Mobile Game of the Year. Yeah, also, also, every nominated. single game in the family category is a Nintendo game. So we'll just call it the Best Nintendo Fuck Game of the Year. Because they're not they nominated. They did nominate um, two people, two of the studios nominated for like Best Debut Game this year. Uh, it's their second game. So that's oh, neat. that's just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not saying they don't deserve it because they're good games. Oh, it's yeah. Just like, it's just not the category. <laughs> yeah. They, the they messed up their, their own research. categories. It's like a quick Google search away. Come on, Joff. Anywho. <laughs> enough fashion on the Game Awards. I'm going to tune in because it's, it's dumb yeah. fun. Can you well, imagine? Yeah, we're watching. We're having a watch party. Yeah, like, I always, yeah I thought, we do a watch party, too. Like I, That's why I like it. Plus, they announced stuff. The, it's fun. Oh, they announced the, the uh, Joker hero last year, right? Yeah. For Ultimate. Um, no, they... I fun. go for the announcements, and the awards are cool too. I guess they skip over like half of them during the yeah, show. Yeah, they just too. do them on the side, and then They're the like, Hydra yeah, Stick guy's there, and he's like, "Hey, remember to use Hydra Stick to while shave we were your armpits." Commercial, remember gamers. Game of the Year? It was uh, Hot Dog Simulator Six. Mm. Fresh I'm gonna make game. that. Yeah, do what it. happened to Sod Dog Simulator One to Five? Uh, they d- were doing it Star Wars style. <laughs> 
Oh man, <laughs> I've been watching The Mandalorian. That's a different thing. I'm kind of bummed, but I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> Anything Anywho. I know about The Mandalorian is just Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yep, that's that's it. That They blew the whole budget on that. Apparently, it's the most expensive season of a TV show ever made. It's like $12 million an episode or something stupid. But wow. like crazy. Beating oh. out Game of Thrones, which set the record earlier this year with their last season. But I'm enjoying Mandalorian. It's really good. I like it. Baby Yoda's a, an actual animatronic. Like, that's somebody's remote controlling that, which is cool. Oh, really? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? Like, Whoa. next time you watch, like, look at... Because the, the original Yoda was, like, a Jim Henson puppet, and they wanted to mm-hmm. kind of recapture that, like, janky feel. And so, like, the eyelids and the mouth and everything moves, like, with uh, an animatronic. Wasn't it uh, also an animatronic in Last Jedi? Wasn't Yoda? Because he looked weird. I don't think he was digital. I hope they got... He was probably a puppet again, because they still have those, but... Also, BV-8's a robot. If you watch them when they film, there's someone's actually, like, remote controlling it, and it, like, actually spins like that. Yeah, so you're telling me that the toys you can buy of BV-8 are just the ones they use to film. Except lower budget, yeah. And they don't have flame <laughs> flamethrower thumbs-ups. <sighs> that was that was good. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. Thank you, Dell. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you, Steven. Thank you. Thanks, Steven. Uh, that's okay. it for this episode of the KanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to help keep the site running, help us covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over on Patreon.com slash KanadianGameDevs. We're backing us. Uh, gets you access to the show a couple days early, a special channel on our Discord, and of course, our undying gratitude. We'd like to thank our top tier patrons. Thank you so much for your support. Andrew Hokulik, Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Dmitry Kornikov, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, M5 Games, Matthew Mango, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko. Thank you so much for your support, and I'm sorry if I got any of your names wrong. Thank you so much to my guests again, and where can people find you online if they want to, if you want them to? I'm at bird underscore pun on Twitter. Lovely. Bird pun everywhere. Uh, yeah, I'm Sebastian, at Sebastian Skinny on Twitter. It's my name. Steven? Uh, Stephen L. Crane, I think, is my Twitter. But CanadaGameDevs.com, go there. Oh, yeah, go there. And uh, (laughs) I'm at Stephen Riley, but both of those are spelled wrong. So just find me on CanadaGameDevs.com, too. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, have a great week. I guess so.